Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere, hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Teen Titans number 2, cover date March-April 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artist Nick Carty, edited by George Cashton, featuring The Million-Year-Old Teenager, written by Bob Haney, art by Nick Carty, in which the fab foursome faces a Neanderthalic ne'er-do-well. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! Garn, a cave boy, and Ukuru, his giant enemy, are frozen in suspended animation by a prehistoric glacier and revive in modern times. When Ukuru menaces the town of Smedleyville, where Garn has become a student at the local high school, the townspeople believe Garn responsible for the giant's rampages. Garn's girlfriend, Penny Randall, calls in the Teen Titans, who team up with Garn to defeat Ukuru, and Garn is vindicated. Did I just send you to, like, Confusedville? Don't worry, I'll be right back with Work Friend Chuck and the entire Work Friend Chuck family to explain everything. Here come the Teen Titans, a quartet of towering talents. Kid Flash, whose speed defies the eye to follow. Wonder Girl, swift and powerful super lass. Robin, whose fantastic acrobatic skills perform awesome feats. Aqualad, bold and daring marine marvel. Fabulous foursome for right against might. The Teen Titans. Hi, everyone. Hi. This is the part where you say hi. How hi. 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 The minute I start talking. <laughs> hey, I'm here. Guess who's here? Me. I don't know. Who's here? Work friend Chuck. And guess who else is here? <laughs> Work friend Chuck. The Work Friend Chuck family, that's what I named you. Unless you have a superhero team name of your own? No, they do not. <laughs> Work Friend Chuck family featuring Work Friend Chuck Jr., Kid Work Friend Chuck, and Mary Work Friend Chuck. Oh. You get it? See what I did there? No. I get it. Oh, I got yeah. it. Wait, oh. that was Shazam! It's right up there, Ashton. Oh, Ashton wow. finally gets it. I got I don't, it. I don't... <laughs> We'll explain it to you later, dear. So, why did I ask these teens here today? Because we're going to talk about the Teen Titans and Superboy, who is Superman as a teen. Did everyone know that? Yes. Some people, in my experience, were not aware. One may wonder why they didn't call him Super Teen. Well, because he wasn't a teen when he started. Oh, Dr. Bob has the answer. Well, why didn't he go from Superboy to Super Teen to Superman? Well, that's or Super Adolescent. But that's too many syllables. Was there a Super Toddler? You start going. There was a Super Baby. This rabbit hole. And there was a Wonder Tot. (laughs) You're gonna end up wondering why Cosmic Boy is still calling himself Cosmic Boy. (laughs) Wait, that was explained to continuity, wasn't not? It was that the Legionnaires age at a different rate than we do. Right, right, right. Yeah. I don't remember that. Stella Boy. He remains a boy? Yeah, you could be in your 20s and still be considered a, a kid or a teenager. Oh, because of, like, future science? There's there's longer... Humans have longer... I see. 50's a new 30. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a thousand years from now, about Today, we're looking at Teen Titans number two. Teen Titans number two is the oh, second God. issue of Teen Titans' own comic series. They had previously appeared in Brave and Bold Comics, number correct me Chuck if I'm wrong number 54 is where they premiered Yeah, I'm not sure off the top of my head followed by number 60 but then a jump to Showcase, right? Uh, maybe it was Showcase number 60. I think it was 54 and 57 in Brave and Bold and number 60 in Showcase. And then they got their own comic The kids have lost interest already 
we got to touch on this history before we get to the right, meaty right, right. inner pages. Um, what if um, you don't know the history? Teen Titans at this point, their roll call is Robin, Aqualad, Kid Flash, and Wonder Girl. Wonder Girl was not an original member. She appeared in their second adventure in the Brave and Bold comics. Shall we talk about Wonder Girl now? I feel like we should. Does anyone here know who Wonder Girl is? She's, is that a trick she's question? a member of the Teen Titans. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. In the second event, in their second advent, Teen Titans. Oh, I thought you were looking <laughs> for her original from? name. Oh, she the did. Island. The mascara. No, she didn't. She, yes, she did. No, not no, sand. Molded dirt. from clay. Or was oh, that dirty blood for real? Right. No, no. And lightning. Right? Stop yelling out answers. And <laughs> <laughs> lightning. Alex. Okay, so she's actually a god. I know. Oh, no, that's later. That's in the 80s. We're still in the 60s. Oh, okay. Have you heard this? Where did she come from before her Teen Titans appearance? That smaller clay baby. (laughs) (laughs) What? Dr. Bob, can you enlighten us? Yes. Originally, Wonder Girl was, in fact, Wonder Woman as a girl. Whoa. On Paradise Island, the home of Wonder Woman, Queen Hippolyta had... Uh, was it a slide projector? It was like a slide projector, right? Or a film projector? Yeah, something like that. Some Amazonian. Well, she could like pull images out of the past and bring them to the present as three-dimensional Whoa. beings. So the whole Wonder Woman, Wonder Girl, Wonder Tot, and Wonder Queen would all have adventures together. Even though they were... as Three of them were... The same person. The same person at different points in their past. Do they, do they ever acknowledge this weirdness? Or, like, does it ever get Blade Runner on, like, the are these people human? Or does it ever just, like, no, it's... No, so what happened is Bob Haney, who wrote the Teen Titans and didn't pay very careful attention to anything except what he was writing, <laughs> saw a cover with Wonder Girl on the cover and just assumed that it was a different person. Like you would, probably. So he just took her put her in the Teen Titans. He's famous for not caring about continuity in the slightest and right. just doing his own thing. So he may have known. So is it or is it not weird that she flirts with the other three boys, even though this is Diana? Well, she that's with the, the other problem. Yeah. Once she's in the Teen Titans, it's not Diana anymore. Right. They have to go back and explain where she came from. Later on. But if he's going to grab things like Wonder Girl, why did he not grab Superboy? Yeah, I don't know. And I don't know for certain, but I'm willing to theorize that he tried to and got stopped probably by Mort Weisinger because Superboy was already in the Legion. My guess is that Superboy just would have blown Garn out of the water and he had no... <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Oh, sorry, you never heard the name. Forget about Garn. I, um... Garn who? It's hard to forget, I know. I feel like in the 60s it was pretty well established that Superboy was Superman as a boy. Right. So he may have just known and not tried. Right. You are talking about the man who came up with the Super Sons. Wait, true, what? true, true. I didn't know that one thing. I remember them. <laughs> Yes, that happened. Who are the Super Sons? Chuck, have you raised your children right? I read it. I read it. Their moms were never to be identified. In the world's comics, they were the sons of Superman and Batman. And there's even all oh, letters page. I read page that! Where Bob Haney explains that this is not an imaginary story. This is real. Superman and Batman have too many adventures for us to chronicle them all. So, yes, they are married. And yes, they have children. Totally in conflict with everything else being published. (laughs) And no one knew what to do with it. It ran for quite a long time and was popular. And then... uh, So you could say that most people... In the early 80s, they said, oh, that was a computer simulation. Whoa. (laughs) Yep. You should see, listeners... So not Blade Runner, but Tron. (laughs) I'm so confused. (sighs) Teen Titans number two. Let's talk about the cover. Uh, Perilous. <laughs> I feel like it's a swinging cover. It is swinging, literally. They have formed a human swing between Wonder Girl, who's holding onto a tree. I feel like it's a little primitive. Uh, oh, I see what you did. Wow. <laughs> because on the other end 
of the swing is a hairy caveman. <laughs> and he's Looks holding like Robin's he leg. brush for millions of years. Yeah, there's a lot of bare legs in the Teen yep. Titans. Do you think a terrified expression on the caveman's face is related to Robin's short shorts and the view he's currently <laughs> getting? <laughs> he is getting a nice upshot of Robin's bikini briefs. Yes. Um, my issue has stamped on the cover Hotel Porterville Pioneer. Yeah, same. Really? Oh, so yeah. I guess some ho- hotel had this in their lobby? Maybe. Uh, talk about cliffhangers. Dig uh. what happens when the fabulous foursome tangles with the million-year-old million teenager. Teenagers hyphenated here. Teen Was that common ager. usage in the 60s? Yeah, I think they went back and forth. Okay. Teenager was a relatively new thing back then. So in the 40s, there was no teenager concept. Right. Only adolescence. <laughs> You're really stuck on that adolescent <laughs> idea, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go to the splash page. Kids, the splash page is the ah. opening panel, which lays out a situation you will find within the comic itself. Do we want to let the listeners know what kind of children that they're dealing with, that they're listening to here? Yes. We've got my son, Ashton, recently graduated from high school. Congratulations. Thank you. Headed off to college in a few months. Where? Washington and Lee University. Okay. Major. Psychology. All right. He needs a shave. (laughs) Yes, he is sporting a... a Podcasting is an audio medium. I didn't have to shave. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. My teenage daughter, 17-year-old Katie, currently a movie theater professional. Employee. <laughs> usherette? Are you an usherette? No. Okay. She, she dishes out the popcorn. And uh, do tickets. She's highly opinionated and extremely judgmental, which is why we really wanted her for this issue. Thanks. Yes, so we've gotten a lot of eye-rolling already. Yes. And the 12-year-old expert on anything he lays his eyes on, my son, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> who is uh, my current protege in all things comics and toys. He's also responsible for a few of the displays that we are... Listeners, I'm going to take a picture of every square inch of the room we're in. It is where Crenshaw's Fortress of Solitude, is that safe to say? The official title is the Comic Book Sanctuary. Okay. It's the most fabulous room I've ever seen in my whole life. And, Dr. Husband, if you're listening, I'm going to have this room in our new home. (laughs) (laughs) Wait until you see. Um, Teen Titans, number two. Splash page. Wonder Girl, get us back in the fight. Teen Titans are floating in the middle of the air. Hmm. Seems or like hanging. They, I don't know what they would be hanging I on. I think to. they just deplaned. Yeah, they, they just got hit out of the air by a helicopter. They've dropped off of Wonder Girl's lasso, which has been stolen away by a giant's magic hammer. It's an axe. No innuendo on that. No, it does say hammer, but appears as an axe. Said giant, the aforementioned caveman on the cover, is facing down a lithe young teenage caveman with blonde hair. I'm sure all cavemen had blonde hair. Yes. Who's about to throw a spear at the giant caveman. I can't wait to see how this situation develops. What was Anthro's hair color? Brown. Brown. So the spear is like a caveman spear, but it seems to be fairly well made. So, like, did he make it or did he buy it from Dick's Sporting Goods? (laughs) Does Dick sell spears anymore? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's just a very large arrow. I'm sure it's in the 70s and then they got some. (laughs) So this is Nick Cardi artwork. Yes. Uh, One of the best artists of all time that Dr. Husband does not seem to care for. He doesn't. Now, I feel like he would like this artwork better than what we saw in the Aquaman issue. Is it because of the hairy chest? Could be, yes. That's part of it. Also, this seems cleaner somehow to me. Hmm. Is it a different inker? Wait, I'll consult my notes. It just says Nick Cardi. (laughs) Doing all the art. It's very specific. (laughs) How do you mean it just says Nick Cardi. Yeah. Right, right, right. Just Nick Cardi. 
All right. Pitch two. Where are we? Nobody knows. Nobody knows because it's the secret meeting place of the Teen Titans. <laughs> Where were they meeting? It's a basement of a Do pizza we know? hut. I, it's behind a sign. I know that. There. Yeah, I mean, the, it's a cool place for teens. Titans <laughs> Tower wouldn't come along till like the seventies, right? Yeah. No, didn't they once meet in Happy Harbor? No. In a cave. That's the Justice League. Well, I know, but didn't the Teen Titans take it over? They did in Young Justice. Yeah, in Young Justice. I don't yeah. think they did in this. Well, I'm getting all confused. Yeah, if they've established it, they haven't established it this early. Okay. But they, they do have a benefactor. I wonder who that would be. They've got computers and a helicopter and the whole thing. <coughs> Robin. Or Batman. <laughs> right. Man. <laughs> That was yes, sick. this rich, rich, rich. But I love this page and oh the uh, idea of how they hang out together. Right. Uh, so fully dressed in costume. Fully dressed in costume. Robin <laughs> is reading a stack of papers. Wonder Girl is frugging with her magic lasso. I looked that up. That means dance. It's a dance, yes. <laughs> Is the college boy. Hey, new word. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're looking at it out of context, it might look like a dirty word. Right, yeah. I happened to know it was a dance. I could even demonstrate for you if you like. I would like. Maybe that. later. <laughs> uh, Kid Flash is juggling a ball with his feet. Right, to keep in training for when he needs to do that in battle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Aqualad is reading a keen story. I'm surprised they didn't draw the cover of this comic onto that comic. So do you think Aqualad is reading Katie King from oh, The Competitor? That has an E at the end, doesn't it? Oh, yes. That's a deep dive. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you're going to be seeing lots of teenage slang throughout the comic as filtered through, uh, what, at this point, 50-year-old... Yeah, middle-aged men, yeah, middle-aged white men in business suits who thought they knew how teenagers talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my kids do talk like this. No, no. Yep. No. Cool it, cats. <laughs> oh, yes, that's okay. my catchphrase. <laughs> um, Robin decides it's time for them to go through their mail pile because they get post-delivered letters requesting help. To their secret hiding place. A good point. (laughs) (laughs) Go into the mail. They might as well just mark these letters to the North Pole. (laughs) Maybe they have a post office box. I have a post office box in my house because they won't deliver letters to our... Oh, God, P.O. stands for post... House on Main Street. Yeah, I don't get it either. Wow. But there you go. That's the single reason we're moving in three weeks. That's the only reason. So that we can receive mail at our home. Here's a letter. Dear Titans, I have a girlfriend I want to impress. Could Kid Flash please disguise himself as me and maybe win the big track meet so I'll be her hero? Wow. No, is the answer. (laughs) Dear Teen Titans, my collection of rock and roll records got warped. Could Wonder Girl flatten them with her Amazon strength? (laughs) Now, why that letter sends them into paroxysms of laughter, I don't quite understand. I do want to Lost take to a ages. snap of this panel of them all laughing. Yeah. And just re- use it to reply to the kids when they text me asking permission for things. Nice one. Wow. Why did this have to happen so young in my childhood? Just then, they get an alert on uh, shortwave radio. Is that what they're listening to? Which, why do they need a mailbag if they have radio <laughs> that anyone can contact them for help? For the poor kids. Penny Randall, age 16, from Smedleyville, has gotten a hold of a radio and contacted the Teen Titans to tell them about the new kid at school, Garn. (laughs) (laughs) He's a foreigner, apparently. He speaks like Melania Trump, our first lady. (laughs) (laughs) Please, is this school? (laughs) I'm not sure. Penny sees immediately that he's looks gentle, like he could 
softly. She sees him in those tight clothes and that he is wearing skinny jeans. Chest. I would talk to him. Oh, okay. Katie chimes in. I'm. The other boys are picking on him, but Penny sees his inner soul. He's just a shy violet. Uh, she follows him back to his home in the Swiss Alps. <laughs> where his father his is on the pop. porch dying. Oh, it's not so funny anymore. Right? Somebody's getting hurt, uh, so. You sick, I bring friend. Uh, so... The father dies right there on the porch. <laughs> um. And Penny's there to console Garn. Then we go to a road do you at think, night. Wait, 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 wait. Pause, 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 pause. Do you think this scene inspired the death of Pa Kent? <laughs> <laughs> I think Pa Kent was yeah. to be dead, although we didn't know how yet. Right. I don't know that. <laughs> well, he's not dead in Superboy, but he's, but he's but he's dead in Superman, right? As is Paul Kent. Plus, the death of the parent is a heroic literature staple. Mm-hmm. No ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you? Katie's giving me the look like he's tumbled to my plot. Don <laughs> <laughs> figured me out. Anyway, we're on a road late at night. There's a car driving, a dark figure with a giant axe standing in the middle of the road, which he throws, and it's like a boomerang. It swings around and crashes the car (laughs) into, like it's been through a compressor. (laughs) Luckily, the people got out. We didn't see them get out. (laughs) It's like that. What's that movie? What is happening? He dropped the stand. Dad was sorry. playing with his toys. Sorry, um, I, I had a dolly in my hand. Misery, that's the you movie. You too? Where the people get out of the car, but you don't see it on screen. She gets all mad and breaks someone's leg over it. Wait, what? Misery, starring Kathy Bates. We'll have to cue that up for family f- movie. Now. Uh-huh, that's a good family movie. Garn's father had to die, but the people driving this car are so good. Innocent right. Bystanders. Yeah. I, I don't get that the car got crushed and somehow they still Katie, can you uh, dramatically Sorry. present that sound effect for us? Mm, Kerchow. Ow, ow. You need to read it. There's not a single K in there. <laughs> it's written for me. <laughs> Oh, pronunciation geez. guide, and you still did that. <laughs> Not strong in reading I skills. think mine was better. What is this, like, Krang? No, Katie. It's <laughs> Krang! <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> You'll learn. You're young. <laughs> Next day, an armed mob storms the cave where the caveman is living. I think this is the first story of a small town in which everybody believed the kids that told the story of Bigfoot destroying their car. But these weren't kids. These were adults that got their car smashed. Right. Right. So everyone believes adults because they're always sensible. Wait, what? Everyone believes adults. But... (laughs) Uh, County Sheriff's posse tracks the caveman to the cave in the Swiss Alps. The caveman is pulling stalactites or stalagmites? Tights. The ceiling ones are tight. Stalactites and throwing them at the armed mob. And the sheriff doesn't know what they're called, so he just calls them rock spears. <laughs> <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't stop to go through the whole tight versus might thing. Right. Watch out for that stalactite. <laughs> Maybe it's tight? Rock spears! <laughs> Maybe you should go into law enforcement. <laughs> uh, the giant escapes. Well, luckily... They see Garn, the lithe, young, blonde man, in the cave. They say, look, it's the extremely well-groomed cave boy. He jumps over the mob. (laughs) Apparently, he can... Well, he has super speed, I would say. He handled a, a mite or two on his way through that cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also somewhat confused as... Because they, they say the giant is heading for town. So did the giant also leap past 
past them? Or was there a back exit? Maybe they were blinded by the rock spears and they just didn't see what he did. Oh, wow. Right, so the the first caveman uh, escaped past them through the hail of rock spears and then they see Garn. And then they're like, no, it's the strange kid. And then Garn gets past them. So both cavemen successfully eluded the entire posse that the sheriff has put together. These people are not very smart. Well, that's because they're a posse. They're idiots. (laughs) Uh, Penny sees the activity in the town. Basically armed marauders wandering the streets of town. And that's when she gets on the radio to the Teen Titans. And now we're all caught up. And we should draw Dr. Husband's attention to... Suffering Sappho, Natch! (laughs) Oh, yes, we had a moment in the car when Katie said, I don't understand this sentence. (laughs) Everything in this sentence is just not... Uh, Well, this is a panel of teen slang. Robin's a Democratic leader. He's asking the other teen titans what they would like to do in this situation. Kid Flash says, like Robin, do you have to ask... Wonder Girl says, Katie, if you would. Suffering Sappo. Natch. <laughs> Did I say that wrong? Because I really don't know. Sappho. Sappho. What is that? It's short for Sappho. No, Sappho is an ancient Greek poetess. Mm. Poetess? And um, these are how teenagers talk? Well, well that, that up yeah. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman said Suffering mm-hmm. Sappho. She would say Great Hera and suffering Sappho and all kinds of things. Natch! <laughs> That's like for naturally. Hmm. Aqualad says great waves and all that jazz. What else? Ah, uh, because well, it's water. Yeah. Penny's back at school being bullied. They're on the bus and the giant caveman attacks the bus. Holy cow. Yeah, but look at this. It's thing. a bad scene. I'm splitting. Unjam that emergency hatch, daddy-o. You're good at this. <laughs> He's good. Yeah, but look at this Dick Carty drawn teenager face here. The the blonde girl. It's beautiful. Just beautiful. The big, wide blue eyes. And yep. If only uh, Dr. Husband were here to pick on for his hatred of Nick Carty. So I saw Ashton throw a big red bus like this just the other day. Okay. And he did not make this strange sound that the caveman made. He just handed The sound. You make that sound in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you really do. Uh, Garn appears in a loincloth now. He's ditched his funeral togs. Yeah. Getting ready to throw the spear at the giant, the giant throws his magic ash axe. <laughs> um, I love how the kids on the bus are watching this happen and saying, dig that crazy gig. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. So, I would say, like, I'm scared. <laughs> I understand why Garn feels like in order to get into his, like, fighting spirit, he has to wear this, like, massive furry loincloth. But I really think a comic would have been much better if he just tied a hoodie around his waist and just went with that. That's no loincloth. Yeah, like, <laughs> Was that on under his pants? Like, is that just his underwear? I think that's that his relax-in-a-cave outfit. So he may have been wearing that when he escaped the posse a few pages back. Could- no, he was wearing definitely wearing a black suit when he escaped the posse. Yeah, oh, no, you can see the shadow. little stripes around yeah, but it's it. A, yeah, you can oh, see yes, yep, yep, yep. yes. I see. He's got cuffs. And so apparently shoes. he had the loincloth somewhere else besides the cave, unless mm-hmm. he was wearing it under his clothes. His loincloth stash. Did he just kill a bear on his Maybe way he over? Hit it in a oh, good point. Maybe escape. He might have killed a bear. Just, right on his way. He just yeah. stabbed a bear. Like, time to get in the costume. Let me kill a bear. Uh, just skinned it. Wow. Penny is stepping into the path of the flying axe thrown by Akuru. That's his name. The axe boomerangs around, missing her. 
just in time for the Teen Titans to arrive in their helicopter, which is emblazoned with the words <laughs> Teen Titans on the side. I wonder if anybody's ever noticed the Teen Titans helicopter arising out of the secret meeting place. I want this as a Mego toy. <laughs> Teen Titans helicopter? Yeah. I'm surprised it's not. Yeah, figures toy company get on that. Is there a Batcopter? They could easily just do a repaint. I don't think they've made a Batcopter yet. Okay. They made four different color Batmobiles. Because, of course. Yeah, Batman gets all the love. Teen Titans arrive. Wonder Girl leaps from the copter, lassoes the axe in the nick of time before it hits Penny. That's also a great reaction shot from Penny, I have to tell you, in both of those panels. That axe. What about it? It curves like a boomerang. Sure does. <laughs> but Are so can an Amazonian lasso. <laughs> <laughs> So, Wonder look, Girl... Look, look, no bracelets. Oh, good catch. No bracelets. What, what Did she I? not get bracelets All yet? All right, I'm going to stay up late researching so, this. So, long-time comic readers will know that Wonder Woman wears bracelets, as do all Amazons. Yeah. Which is a symbol of their enslavement by man, which <laughs> they will never return to. And if their bracelets get bound together, that's when they are powerless, correct? Right, yes. So the fact that Wonder Girl is not wearing bracelets at this point in history is shocking because, though she is not a natural-born Amazon, we didn't know that yet. Right. At this point, she's either Wonder Woman or a image of Wonder Woman Mm -hmm. from the past or just a... Bob Haney, I'm going to put this in here and confuse the hell out of all the kids. Yeah, I was really confused when I read the second issue. I was like, she just she just appeared. Like, wh- whoa, that is like. definitely not. Katie's playing with dolls. Good side of the table. We have, we have unboxed the Figures Toy Company Teen Titans line to join us for the podcast today. Yes. Um, and some of us are playing as we podcast. I haven't played yet, but I'll get out of the action. Uh, that was my the extent of my play. I just touched it. There. Touched it. Yeah. Makes, it out. Makes me feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Six inches is just um, too small. For me. I I don't enjoy the fact that they're wearing capris with boots because you don't wear capris with boots. What's a capri? The short pants. Mary Tyler the, Moore pants. These capris and boots. Uh, juice this is not pants. This is his legs. His legs are bare. All right. Well, him. And him. Okay. And him. You're going to have to let that go, Katie. That's also a Wonder Girl's being flown around by the magic axe because her lasso is now attached to it. She finally lets go and continues to fly. What? <laughs> <laughs> So, also, longtime comic readers will know that Wonder Woman in the past described her power of flight as not actual flight. She was gliding on air currents. Mm-hmm. But Wonder Girl always seems as if she actually had self directed flight. Yeah. And in fact, on the next page, she's about to carry all of the boy Teen Titans in midair. One does not do that while gliding on air currents. Not unless it's a big, strong wind. Maybe Kid Flash is waving his arms really fast. Well, no, that's not supported in text. <laughs> so. uh, meanwhile, Garn is fighting Akuru. We have a wonderful few uh, page-length-wide panels of Wonder Girl struggling with trying to get control over the axe yeah. and failing. Yeah. Garn is about to throw his spear at Akuru. Akuru's got a big boulder, which he throws at the same time, and they cancel each other out. The spear wrecks into the rock, smashes the rock, but also I imagine the spear is wrecked. Which is kind of an awesome scene because in the panel previous, I was not liking Garn's chances. <laughs> right. And then uh, he didn't seem to shy away from that at all. Just threw his spear right through that damn rock. I would have thought he would have just thrown the spear at the giant and then just ducked out of the way of the rock, but... Oh, you're a mess. That's how I would do it. Uh... The Teen Titans are still in that copter. Bless their hearts. Well, the flightless males. Right. Why doesn't someone just jump out? Kid Flash is trying to get Robin to find a hole in the sky and hide the egg beater. 
Oh, wow. Well, that's because the axe is flying. <laughs> Which sounds it. a little. <laughs> hey, Robin. Let's find this play. Find the egg beater. <laughs> you almost got there. Now, now there's children present. Wait, was that supposed to be? Oh, wait, they didn't get it, did they? No. Okay. Uh, the copter is hit by the axe and crashes. I, I, I would like you to refer to the helicopter yeah, as an notes. egg beater. The egg beater falls to the ground. <laughs> and the it actually gang of flutters down the like a teenagers teenagers are there to greet it on the ground. Katie, do you want to practice your sound effects pronunciation with the uh, helicopter crashing? Um. No. As the axe hits the rotors, it goes. Crank. Crunch. You know, your, your world inside your head is so boring. And when the when the chopper falls in the bushes. Kahwam. <laughs> that was a bad feeling into it. Kahwamp. <laughs> <laughs> better, better. Uh, Do you think these teens know <laughs> the Titans are? Are they just reading the really well placed name on the side of the helicopter? <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, uh, Teen Titans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Penny and Garn rush out of the brush, a Kuru close behind. The Teen Titans wave the other teenagers off and stand to fight. They tell Garn to leave, and Garn refuses. He's going to stay with the Teen Titans and fight Akuru. Well, well this is where I lose interest, because it's just boring action shots. Boring. <laughs> boring. Wait, what? Uh, what? I knew you were going to say that. Uh, <laughs> Kid Flash lays down a, a trail of dust. You're saying you read Teen Titans only for the articles? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He just reads it for the teen drama. Kid Flash, it's lucky he did that practice with the ball on his feet, because (laughs) now, look, he's got to raise a cloud of dust. Uh, Akuru doesn't dig a dust diet. Excellent line. Yes, that's exactly how. They're so damn witty. So Akuru has these Thor-like powers where his axe always returns... Which gives us a nice little shot of the axe smacking into his hand on the top of that page. Yeah. I know that when I'm trying to survive a caveman onslaught with my friends, I always try to insert as many puns in there as possible. Well, you would make a successful hero then. Uh, Akuru is blindly swinging the axe now through the dust storm. Narrowly misses Kid Flash with a... Kitty? Wham. Thank you. <laughs> Aqualad uses his mighty sea-owned <laughs> muscles to jump over another swing of the axe with a... Swoosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Robin realizes that he might accidentally hit one of them because nobody can see anything in the dust storm that Kid Flash maybe not so wisely... Well, Robin made him do it. Well, true, true, true. <laughs> Um, Katie's pulled a boot off to Wonder Girl to discover that Wonder Girl is <laughs> amputee. Yeah. Her socks are attached to her, her leotard. Right. Mm-hmm. That's your complaint Hashtag. with the boys, isn't it? They should have leotards on. How do everybody um, I think they should have a little something more than underwear on. Well, I like the perfection of Robin's hair here as he ducks that axe. Yeah. Not one hair out of place. I really wish they spent the rest of this comic just absolutely covered in dust. Just <laughs> absolutely, just just nasty. <laughs> just still, they still have some fine tuning to do in their strategy. Oh, wow. So Wonder Girl's lasso drops through the dust. They all grab on and soar into the air, borne aloft by Wonder Girl, who doesn't actually have the power to fly. Correct. You don't know that. I. It's, that's what it says in the text all the time. It's gliding on air currents. And she's pulling out four teenagers. She can't possibly be gliding on air. Maybe the and massive Garn, swing of Akuru's axe was all the air current that she needed. Well, I don't know. But those Teen Titans boys are thin, but Garn's probably 180, Garn is like a trunk. Mm-hmm. His fur shorts are probably at least 200 pounds. <laughs> 
<laughs> Garn leads them back to the cave and explains his sad story. He and Akuru were cavemen. I think we knew that much. But they also were in suspended animation in this cave for one million years. Hey, you guessed it. I think someone just pulled that Now, number. Alex, have you taken science class? Yes. Were there anatomically modern human beings one million years ago? I uh, don't know. No. You know what else there wasn't? What? Blonde hair. <laughs> so we've got a lot of anachronisms. How about blonde hair that curls down in the bottom like ever so dreamy? Yeah, that's like a uh, Marlo Thomas little mm. flip, isn't it? I would not say so ever so dreamy. So you don't see this as a, a modern interpretation of man fighting against his past to evolve into the future? Sure. Could be. <laughs> Maybe he dyed his hair to fit in with the teens. No, because in like this, it. Katie saves the whole thing. No, but in this flash, you know, got a little flashback. Oh, Alex, Rex, it. Oh, yeah, he has a uh, blonde hair in the flashback. So, sorry, you're wrong again. Well, well, maybe it's like one of those things where when you picture yourself, you picture yourself how you want to be. So, since this is not the past, hold for God's interpretation of the past. You know what else? The million years thing and the gigantic human and the magic axe. I cannot explain. Wait, in the stone, though, he has curls from where his hair was. Yes, the impression in the stone where they were uh, in suspended animation. So did the ice press them into the the stone? Um, Also, one more thing there was not a million years ago. Caucasian skin tone. Hmm. Yes. My mother would disagree with you. Well, I'm reading a book about genetics right now, so... Science trumps Is it all the Holy Bible. <laughs> <laughs> At least he has brown eyes. True. His teeth are awfully white, though. Well, um, maybe he got whitening strips since his time in the future. <laughs> Dentures, maybe. Um. So Garn is vowing to destroy Akuru. I guess just because he's little. Well, Akuru, as I understand it, destroyed Garn's tribe. Yeah. With his magic axe. Kind people. Or was it or was it the whole caveman race? Cause there hasn't been any other cavemen. Well, that's is it not possible? entirely true. Is it possible that since Garn's race of people are more intelligent than in all actuality, the more intelligent race has been wiping out the dumb, gigantic Neanderthals <laughs> and Akuru's just trying to survive? That would never happen in real life. <laughs> Come on. Are you trying um, to get us to feel sick of Akuru can't communicate with you want to hear a joke? April showers bring Mayflowers. What do Mayflowers bring? What? Genocide. <laughs> um, oh. Penny, you mean I'm in love with a boy a million years old? I I can't even. Because the plan. As the teens would say. Um, a million year old teenager? Age is just a number. Leaping mantis. <laughs> Garn just wants to be a normal kid. As soon as he destroys a kuru, he's going to sink into a life of obscurity. And we know that Garn is good and the Akuru is bad because Garn's chest is completely smooth. <laughs> and Akuru is one hairy bad beast. Yep, yep, yep. All the hair on Garn's chest was rubbed off by all the ice. That's why I And his nipples, to too, his apparently. <laughs> and his nipples. He does not have Humans nipples. didn't have nipples a million years ago. Oh, good point. So did cavemen is that just true? shave no. off their nipples? <laughs> Humans didn't have nipples, and your response was good point. Is there anything in your genetics? I think that's no points. Wait, uh, no, but in the other um, part, when he was flashbacking back to Akuru fighting, he didn't have nipples. All right. Let's, well, let's get off the nipples. Robin has figured out the science behind the magic axe. 
Uh, Akuru must be a mutant being from a million years ago, and his axe probably contains some general ore that gives it such uncanny power. That checks out. Yeah. Yeah, just everyday ore. We should also just close up on Aqualad's face in the top <laughs> right panel because he looks like God. a Gerber baby with hair. But also look at Penny's <laughs> face in the background. It looks like a mask oh, of tortured. Tear. And who's the ghost behind. in the background? He's kind of got a little leave it to beaver in his, uh, in his look there. Yeah, wait a minute. Who is the ghost in the background? <laughs> like, well, they came in with all of the teenagers. Oh, right, right. Okay, all of the teenagers hiding in the cave. Or the ghost in the is background so is representative white? of all of Akuru's dead people who, who is just watching on in Maybe terror. his axe is like Katana's sword and it absorbs the souls of everyone it kills. There's That'd nothing in the like the car. Or the fuck it. <laughs> nice. It's nice. All right. The Teen Titans race out to fight Akuru. He is on a rampage. He's throwing machinery off a cliff. He's throwing his axe now at Wonder Girl, who is carrying all the Teen Titans on her lasso. Okay, notice how the truck is yeah. so much smaller than Akuru. Well, he's a giant. Yeah, but could could a human even fit in that? Um, Maybe it's a very large Tonka. Just pers- perspective issue, I think, is what you're pointing yeah. at. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it was a micro-machine. You just tossed it off the right. cliff. <laughs> yeah, this is a close-up on the micro-machine. <laughs> He's like, no, I dropped it! No! It's hot wheels are nothing for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're almost to the greatest panel. I think you would agree, Katie. Um. Akushita has no idea even what comic we're reading. <laughs> Akuru throws the axe at Wonder Girl's lasso, yanks the lasso skyward. She lets go, as do all the other Teen Titans. She has no idea what's going to happen. They're falling into a canyon of some kind. No spoilers. This is where we get to the cover scene. Wonder Girl grabs onto a tree up on the other <laughs> side of the canyon. Akuru grabs onto oh Robin's ankle. <laughs> Wonder Girl is losing her grip on the tree. Her so hands aren't large enough. With her last vestige of strength, she ties her ponytail. My hands are too small to get a good grip. <laughs> ties her ponytail around the tree in a knot. Which <laughs> I would like to say a few things. Yes, go ahead. First of all, she also then posts first of all, hands on hips. First of all, first of all, it's never mentioned that her hair has superpowers. Am I right? Not explicitly. I know if I tied my hair around a tree and some rip guy off. was pulling on me, like it would like rip. Four guys. We'll try that. Later. A giant. Also, um. Your hair doesn't stay in knots like that. She couldn't tie it around it's and let an go. It's an Amazonian knot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it contains the power that. of the It looks like knows. a regular knot to I me. like that once she's tied the hair, she has taken the time to mid-air pose. Yep. <laughs> you also have to have really long hair to do that, and she doesn't even have long hair. And Ashton, if you could read shots. Kid Flash's line on the bottom of that page... Ring a ding ding! Never thought there'd be just a ponytail between me and eternity. <laughs> I like the drop at the end. So on, the top, nice. on the top panel here is the Teen Titans Fall. We have an example of why uh, comics is a unique medium that can do things that other mediums can't. Because Nick Cardi has effectively uh, shown us motion in a static picture. Where yes. we definitely get the sense that a crew has grabbed Robin's leg, and we see that Kid Flash and Aqualad have twisted their arms in just the right thing to, to just the right time to grab each other. Yeah. Just like Wonder Woman can do things that no superhero alive or dead could ever do today. Yeah, we're calling her Wonder Chick. Thank you very much. Yeah. But this strategy is all started by Robin in the page before, where he issues the orders to the team, grab hands, team, or we'll all land in Smashville. Yeah, only that's me he's got, not a hunk of stuffed horsehide. Hmm. What? 
Mm-hmm. Horse stuffed. Horse booty. Right? <laughs> horse. But you oh, can play hey. the whole outfield to baseball. It's Was baseball, baseball made of horse hide? I had no idea. Jesus. Oh, we should get a real man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a real man. So Wonder Girl <laughs> saves them all, unties her hair, and pulls them all up on edge of so, the wait, cliff. So wait, she, she pulls them up with her hands. Right. But had to have her hair for the, for the tree part. Well, that's because she was losing her grip on the tree, but had time enough to hold onto the tree while she tied her hair. <laughs> okay. She needed time to it pose. It makes perfect too. sense. <laughs> Maybe her hair is prehensile. There are no oh. flaws in this logic. Uh, Garn has attacked Akuru, and uh, Akuru has knocked loose the piece of earth where they're standing, and they're both tumbling towards the canyon floor. For a little while, I really thought the guard just straight up impaled Akuru. Like, the Teen Titans have not touched Akuru once in this entire comic book, besides Akuru grabbing on to Robin's hairless leg. And then Garn <laughs> just steps up and impales him through the stomach with his spear. Now, it's later revealed that that's just his clothing. Right. But I really thought it was just gonna end like that, which would have been hilarious and amazing. And so, a blessing. So if you remove the Teen Titans from this story, do you have the same book? Just about. Yeah. It's a Garn versus a Kuru. Essentially. We are in 1966 here, and it's the height of Batmania. Mm-hmm. And Robin hasn't done a lick of anything except get saved. Even he's supposed to be the acrobat on the team, but uh, this panel of him dangling off the rock ledge is absolutely ridiculous. Does he actually shave his legs, like, every day? What is up with that? (laughs) Just like your brother. (laughs) Yeah, I wish. Like, when we're on the couch, he just puts his foot all over my face. You wish your brother shaved his legs? Yeah, so it'd smell worse, hopefully. We'll get back to that later. Is that logic? (laughs) (laughs) Katie, here's your chance to practice the sound effects. Okay. Wham, crack. Those ones are easier. Fantastic. Look at this. Akuru is swinging his hammer to create an updraft so that they land peacefully in the river below. I wonder who that was inspired by. Which? (laughs) Hmm. What are you doing? Maybe Katie King? Probably, yeah. Yes. But you said river below, which cues... Aqualad. I do know why Aqualad shaves his legs. Makes him faster in the water. The guys do it on the swim team. Who's shaving their legs? No, that's not supported. The guys on my swim team (laughs) shave their legs so that they're faster in the water. That's why Aqualad does it. That's because it's tiny. They just didn't have time to draw all the hair. Look at his beautiful dive. He obviously knows what he's doing. But they're also teens. Maybe their hair hasn't grown yet. Katie, back then, (laughs) in the 60s, teenagers didn't have hair. Dad. Except on their head, which they could tie around trees. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how we've evolved. Uh, now we have an underwater battle. Which should involve Aqualad. This should be his moment to shine. He's, he's kind of watching. Yeah, he's hanging back, checking it out. He swims up to observe. He is uh, he's just like, wow, narrating the fight awesome. for us with his thought balloons. Could Aqualad talk to fish or just Aquaman? No, Depended on the needs talk. of the story. Okay. <laughs> he usually can talk to fish, though, right? He, he just doesn't enjoy it. Right, like he'll ride up on a whale, and it's assumed that either there's a command issued or the whale is very friendly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Addressed in the 80s in Teen Titans Spotlight. Do you remember that? I remember that title. I don't remember that specifically. There were two Aqualad issues, and one of them, he was in the invasion crossover. He was trying to force... Fish to do what he wanted, and it ended up in the end of the story that he could communicate with him, but couldn't issue commands. He had to ask politely. He did a lot to advance okay. his image. <laughs> Akuru is plunging his axe into the base of the dam that holds back the river from the town, and it's breaking. And Garn is sucked in. Well, that should be the end. But it isn't. Garn and Aqualad jet out of the hole in the dam 
The giant stays behind to... He's plugging the dam with his body. Also, the giant, like, that's the last time we ever see the giant, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure his corpse, they just left his corpse as the plug in that dam for, like, the rest of the time. Like, he just drowned to death right there, I'm pretty sure. Robin went back for his axe for their trophy case. <laughs> Too bad they kept coming back to, like, a crew's cold, lifeless hand. Now look at this. Wonder Girl is just floating in the middle of the air with the boys clinging to her ankles. That's because she's spinning her po- ponytail at helicopter speed. Her That's not ponytail. the artwork. Uh, she drops Kid Flash to the ground. He starts running his place. <laughs> Go Kid Flash! Uh, he creates... See, this is where those exercises come in because he creates a new channel for the river water. This is the only helpful thing the Teen Titans do in this episode. The water is out there so that they can grow bigger and better cactuses for all the cacti that you eat in your produce section. He ran so fast he left his chest insignia behind. (laughs) (laughs) So as the boy bullet ends the flood threat to Smedleyville, the angry mob arrives from town. To find drenched Garn and Aqualad. Now, this is my favorite part. The townspeople are fully prepared to kill Garn and Aqualad <laughs> until Robin and Wonder Girl appear. You're just bedazzled by those legs. So, well, Aqualad's got legs too. All of you. The point is, they don't care about Aqualad, who's a public figure. And a member of the Teen Titans. <laughs> Underappreciation. You're going to kill Aqualad until Robin and Wonder Girl appear. Maybe you they're racist against Atlantis. Aqualad's entire career. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that boy in red? <laughs> oh, there's Robin. It's Robin Aqualad. explains that they're all wrong about Garn. He almost died trying to destroy Akuru. In real life, you know why this whole plan wouldn't work? Is it because the sheriff said, hold it, folks? The Teen Titans deserve a listen? That's my reason. Yeah, and Over the no hair. one listens to kids. I mean, the whole ponytail thing uh, would work, up. but this... <laughs> <laughs> my point exactly. Remember when they were quiet until spoken to? <laughs> no, I don't. Days. Um, well... It looks like we were all wrong about the million-year-old teenager. We're sorry. And now Garn and Penny are going to live happily ever after. With the smoochies. The town vows to help him. So a town full of godparents. And the Teen Titans retreat to their secret headquarters, where they go back to the mailbag. I would like to return to a particularly section that we missed way back when Penny is trying to teach Garn to be a cool teenager. Yes. And she says, no, Garn, you're strictly from Squaresville if you don't put down the drags like you're cubed, but deaf. Now you try saying that. (laughs) Wait, does anyone know what that means? You sure that is English, Penny? Sound very funny to Garn, but I want to be regular teenager, so I try. I'm using your cute but deaf in everyday language from now on. What does it mean? Cubed but deaf. Maybe cubed square, but definitely. Okay. But a square and a cube are two different things. Calling them square was was not hip enough. (sighs) Cubed. I feel According like that to probably the wasn't men actual slang. Strictly from Squaresville, if you don't put down the drags. Oh, okay. That makes the way you say it makes sense. Like you're cubed, but deaf. So, put down means kill. Yes. And drags is a word for... Put down the drags means stop talking the way you're talking. Put down the drags. Because your speech pattern is... is Dragging me down. It's from Dragsville, baby. <laughs> He's one of them. <laughs> I love, I love Run. how this is supposed to be teenage slang, but the only one here that can understand it is a middle-aged man. <laughs> I learned everything I knew in the 80s about communicating with other teenagers from this teen type of comic. <laughs> explain why I didn't communicate with other teenagers. <laughs> 
So Garn is a fantastic new character will never be seen again. Yeah. Aww. Even though the Teen Titans will gain a caveman member in the future. I was convinced for years that this was the same dude, that Garn and Gnark right. were the same dude. Well, Gnark was a uh, brunette. Yeah, but on and the cover here... Well, maybe, maybe Garn just stopped dyeing his hair. Okay, and good point. Judging strictly from the cover. <laughs> the cover says, talk about cliffhangers, dig what happened when the Fagus Force entangled with the million-year-old teenager, but there's no indication that there's another caveman. It's just this dark-haired caveman, and they're million-year-old teenagers in big letters right next to him. Right. Well, I made the same assumption before I read this. To oh, really? Yes. I thought this would be the introduction of Gnark. At first, I thought they, because of the whole cave scene where the giant just disappears and Garn is there, they Garn, like, transformed werewolf style into a gigantic caveman. Because you never saw him in the same place. Right. Because it was giant caveman, and then the next panel, the caveman was gone, and Garn was there, and none of the townspeople seemed to know what happened. I think that's a premise of a 1970s animated TV show. I'm kidding. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I do know that Smedleyville, that one that from... <laughs> from uh, Underdog. Was it? No. <laughs> <laughs> um... All right. Did you have fun, kids? It, I mean, Katie probably didn't, but I did. Okay. Would you come back next week? I liked, yeah. To talk about Superboy? Yeah. Yes. I like the sound effects. I think I'm getting better. Okay. You'll get another chance. <laughs> uh, all right. Next week, Teen Week continues with Superboy number 127. I know the children are very excited to talk about this issue. So everyone say bye like a teenager. Bye. Whatever. <laughs> Put down the drags. <laughs> Out. <laughs>